So it's one of these weeks, huh? I just never know what to say at the beginning. I don't really want to just jump right in. I feel like it's funnier if there's there's like there's like kind of a cold open, like emotionally cold. And mm. um and then you it, it's it's like it's like Ingmar Bergman but like audio. So you want the intro to the pod to be like the same experience as you as texting you. Yeah. That's uh I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on pod before. It's it's not a gratifying experience to send text messages to Spencer. If you're expecting some sort of validation, just look elsewhere. It's true. Um I I get it from from you and Natasha, the feedback I've received is that I am very what is it? Terse, I guess is the word. Yeah. Or curt. Terse or curt? Curt. Curt would be the better. Curt. Yeah. Maybe a little brusque. Brusque. I love these yeah. words. You never get to use these words in daily conversation. Um, no. Uh, my my friend Matt, who sends me a lot of memes, has informed me multiple times that I regularly just no sell his memes. Yep. Um, Every I know that experience very well. I'll be like, oh, Spencer will think this is funny. And then you'll say, yep. That's all you'll say back. Or, Okay. Um, and I'm like, did we break up or something? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what 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 I what I've taken to doing with with Matt is I will I will send him an animated gif of the professional wrestler the Undertaker. Oh, okay. Without any context, as my response to that gif. Or okay, that so meme. you're going for the same the same level of because. Like, Lack of emotion. Well, it's because the Undertaker doesn't sell his hits. That's like his whole his whole right. shtick. And so, of course, your response has to have some sort of levels to it, right, Spencer? Yeah, exactly. It can't just be surface value. Yeah, exactly. A spade is never a spade with Spencer. Do you know what my response to that is? What? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. The singular all-encompassing point in the universe that contains two people talking about the band the killers i am your host spencer polio and with me as always is michael nance you don't get a middle name this week michael that's fine because my parents didn't give me one i know it's true that's why i didn't give you one they, they said, you know what? As soon as they looked at me, they were like, this guy's going to make a killer's podcast. He does not deserve a middle name. Wow. This was in the late 80s. So uh, the doctor was like, what's a podcast? What, who are, who's who are a the killer? killer? Who's a killer? What's what's a middle name? They hadn't been invented yet. Right. Yeah. In the late 80s, nobody had middle names yet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's Mid a well-documented fact. Yeah, middle, Ask any historian. Middle names are a modern invention. They're like... Uh, they're like cell phones and the Internet. Basically, middle names were originally going to be like what it was. It was in the idea for the Internet that we use our middle names as our Internet handle. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, that didn't work. Everyone. No one wants to have a middle name like, you know, come. Is that why your middle name is 20 or whatever? Is that why your middle name is Yolo Swaggins? Yeah. Nah, your parents are visionaries, Spencer. It's true. They are visionaries. Thanks for giving him that middle name, Mom and Pop Polio. Um, so 
before we go any further, I do want to wish all of our audience a uh, a happy Passover and I guess a happy Easter as well. I guess. I guess. You know. He is risen, Spencer, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, <laughs> Sunday, Easter Sunday. Wow. Jesus gets a boner once a year. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, look, if you got a boner once a year, wouldn't you celebrate with a holiday? Yes. On but, your one boner day? But I would call it boner day. It's at less than five minutes. We've equated Easter to getting a boner. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's been a lot of ground covered already this week. Right. If you're new to the podcast, uh, yeah, that's about what you're going to ex- can expect for the next however long we record. Yeah, somewhere between it's... one and two hours. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. Um, Everything is made up and the points don't matter. That's, that's right. right. The points are just like what the guy's delivering in the porno film. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. I had I had an idea for a film uh, last night. Where it's like an M. Night Shyamalan film, but the plot twist is it's a porno. How do you feel about that idea, Michael? So like it the whole you you go into the movie thinking you're going to be seeing a serious film. Yes. And then like and, and 30 minutes in, there's full penetration or something. And you're like, oh, this is a porno. Yeah. But like it's 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 like a real legitimate dramatic film with like a budget and like. But you're watching the movie and there's all these actors you've never heard of, but like they seem really familiar. You don't know why. Because uh, they're porno actors. And then and then like the last 30 minutes are just 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 fucking. In, in, in a way, I feel like that that movie that came out recently, The Handmaiden, was kind of like that. Don't get me wrong. It is a it is a good movie. It has a lot of cool uh, things other than the like incredibly graphic and gratuitous lesbian sex scenes which are like very long you know what i mean it feels like one of those tim and eric jokes that you're like and it's over and it's like nope actually we're going to show more of these two women having sex and Ah, it is uh but but you know it doesn't happen like right away you don't get that like right out the gate you're sitting through at least an hour an hour and a half of movie before it's like blammo here you go hope you weren't watching this with your parents I mean, Easter Sunday on Easter Sunday. Jesus Christ. Let's watch a movie for Easter Sunday to celebrate Jesus's birth. Oh, my goodness. Lesbian sex. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so there is one other thing I do want to discuss before we go into the episode proper. Uh, so you saw the new Sonic movie. I did and I loved it. Did I did I crash it? You did not. Yeah, I didn't. I, I said I gave Spencer I, ample opportunity. He gave me the time. He gave me everything. I said I was 100% going to be there. I, I fucking bailed. I was uh, I think I was getting drunk that night. Ah, uh. yeah, my 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 fav my bar, the bar that I've been going to for the last few years is closing. And so Rest. I've been. Yes, it's called Brass Tap. If you can manage to show up before this, it closes the day before this episode releases. Feel free to say hi. Uh, yeah, Spencer will be the guy who looks like he's 40, but isn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you know what? You know what? Uh, you know what I asked what happened when I uh, went to Brass Tap and they were like, we're moving. And I was like. Why? You know what they said? What? 
I can't stay. The emotion it was electric. And the stars they We'll never find out what happened to the stars. Yeah, never. Not even when we read the lyrics. Nope, we're going to skip that part. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't the best one. It's fine. You know, mine was uh going to be some like long-winded tale about Emmanuel Kant getting trapped on a pirate ship and then before they walk the plank, uh the captain has a change of heart and says, "I can't stay." <laughs> that's terrible it's so bad but it, like really it was like i can't i i'm going to fumble this and it's going to be so painful i mean ha have you listened to this podcast yeah i have like, like there's there's, there's no there's no um great yeah. puns yeah, yeah there's no know. there's no puns yeah it occurs to me i should have asked you what you thought of the Sonic movie. I mean, you said it was good, but like I wanted more detail than that. But if we talk about it now, it's canon. So we can't. That makes no sense. You're I right. do not You're... understand this canon thing that Spencer brings up. It makes no sense to me. Look, look, none of this makes sense. OK, this is literally like if the Chewbacca defense were a podcast, it's complete chaos. <laughs> wow. That's pretty esoteric. Yeah. I, I this is how do you feel about the song, Spencer? How do you feel about the song? I can't stay by the killers. You know, it's all right. It's not mm. it's um, it's not like the song I'm going to go, you know, bust out my copy of day and age for. But like when I get to it, I'm not going to skip it. I, that's the way I felt about it. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we were doing I, this episode. I was like, this is kind of a nice little tune. It's pleasant. Um. I, I actually like the vibe and I'll be before we even look at anything. Keep in mind, Spencer puts the Google Docs together. He usually looks through the content before I even have a chance to even know what we're doing. It's true. Uh, before we look at anything, any Reddit threads, anything like that, I'm going to go ahead and say this is one of the more underrated tracks on Day and Age. God damn it, Michael. So, Why do you say these let me, things? Let me go ahead and get out in front of that, because I actually think that's the case with this song. You really have gone back and listened to it because it has been a long time since I listened to Day and Age front to back. A long time. Like, I haven't done that since like 2011 or something. OK, but fair enough. With this song, it's like you said, I wouldn't skip it. I think that it's better than a lot of the other, I guess, non hits or singles on the album. Yeah. And it has some good moments. Is it perfect? No. Do I think it's like a top 10, top 25 song? No. But I do think it's top 50 and it's pretty good. The only thing that only I don't thing. like about it I is I don't really I'm not really into And, you know, some people, somebody out there, let us know what is what this is. I think it's a steel drum or it could be a marimba, the like, I don't know, island sounding drum that's being played, especially on the outro of the song. I think it's a little corny, but. I think that's kind of I mean, first off, this is day and age. Day and age is nothing if not very corny. Let's be it honest. It does have some very corny aspects to it. I will say that. Like, I think it is far and away the corniest of the killers records. 
It's pro I also think until Pressure Machine, it was one of their most ambitious. I agree. I think Samstown and Day and Age were a very ambitious period for the killer. Samstown being like nearly a musical in a lot of ways, or in nearly a concept album. And then Day and Age, they really tried to incorporate some new sounds and some new vibes. Like this kind of solidifies the overall like tropical, um, I don't know, beach-esque vibe that I get from a lot of songs in Day and Age. Like Neon Tiger uh, has that. Um, the weird like horn that is semi-present through Samstown in Day and Age and doesn't really come back again. Do they ever bring the horn back? Not that I can think of, but I am regularly wrong, so. Well, that I know. Yeah, so I'm going to go with maybe, but I don't recall. That's the best you're getting from me. That's fine. I'd have to listen to all of the tracks in Battleborn again, which maybe I'll do that. I don't know, but. I don't remember any other like like specifically this type of horn that they play. It's a saxophone. Um, I can't say I can't stay. Yeah, because they also have it in um, several songs in Sam's Town. And I think there's a couple other songs on Day and Age, which included as well. So it's just that Day and Age is simultaneously incredibly ambitious. And we can say this now. This is the last Day and Age song we have to do. Not I was just about to bring that up. Uh, no, even including B-sides. We've done. Wow. This is this is absolutely the last Day and Age thing. Wow. Like from this era. Wait, hold on. Have we done a crippling blow? Yes, I remember because uh, the meme I made for it was a fake magic card. Then, yes, we've done 100% of everything Day and Age related. So this so, is this is literally it. Well, I it, it's simultaneously the most ambitious, but I think you're right. Now, I agree with Spencer on this, that it is their most corny album. Uh, when I think about some of the hits, human can be a little corny, a little cheeky blood type. Oh, God, uh, the world we live in. Ugh. Spaceman, oh, God, Spaceman Space is a little corny. Spaceman's mega corny. Are you kidding? Uh, but the music video is complete chaos. It's just, it's just corn. But I, the world we live in, is by far the corniest song on this album. So. A Dustland Fairy Tale. I mean, geez, Day and Age was a weird record. Very weird. Very Killers chaotic. Really going in all directions with this one, and then Battleborn is so safe in comparison. Exactly. And I really think that Battleborn, uh, that's where it, it struggles. Uh, wonderful, wonderful is way more ambitious, but it just it's a little bit. It's where like, it all went you, wrong. There, right. You couldn't you can tell there wasn't really a whole lot of other killers members to rein Brandon in. I, I really don't feel like Ronnie does a lot of that. I feel like if anybody's going to be reigning Brandon in, it's going to be Dave and then Mark. So. So kind of a weird thing. Um, so I, I went to the lyrics page. We're, we're not ready for we're we're not ready for lyrics yet, but it was on the lyrics page and I clicked the band because I wanted to see like their other records. And for some reason, the profile picture of the killers is just it's just Barack Obama on Genius, which is fine. But just like why he's not in the killers. I mean, right. Can you imagine if he was in the killers? That'd be fucking sick. But like, 
Right? Like they made a band announcement on Instagram that's like Barack Obama's okay. going to tour with us. Yeah, uh did, Mark Stormer is not coming back to the band. You know, he's retiring. Uh we would like to welcome our new bassist Barack Obama. Yes. And then just not say anything about it. Not just be like former president. Just be yeah, like, it's no, this guy. It's you may just have heard Barack of Obama. Who cares? And he's just chilling out, maxing, grooving on the bass. <laughs> Incredible. Hella sick. Well, I don't know why that profile picture is there. I mean, Barack Obama was president when Day and Age came out, but that's the only link I can think of. Hold on. It's, it's, oh. <laughs> but... I, I don't understand. But anyway, so, yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't. OK, so before. So I've been trying to do this. What do you think this song's about? Because I have no fucking clue. What this song's about? Yes. That's a great question. It, it, it feels like it's either telling a story or just vibing. And. I I feel stupid every time I hear this song because it just I. I just haven't listened to the lyrics enough and I've listened to the song a lot and I just am like. This feels like Vogan poetry and I say that a lot, but this one particularly does. I, it kind of feels like. Uh, like a wistful breakup style song. Yeah, that that might be it. That's what I get from it. I mean, because it does it does have that. There's kind of two different style Brandon lyrics where one is like, OK, there is this character he's created and we're sticking through this story the entire way. And we're telling the story of this character, male or female. Exactly. And continuing it on or the the story of a relationship, i.e. like Dustland fairy tale or or Spaceman. Yeah, but. This song seems to be the other type where it's a little bit more vague. It kind of is just about a feeling. We did a song fairly recently um, that was kind of wistful like this, too. Nookie. Um, Nookie, yes. Uh, you know, that one. But I, I will say that Nookie has more of that uh, consistent narrative throughout. You know, you come into this world as a reject. And yeah. then by the end, um, you're thanking people around you for advice. But. Um, you just want them to leave you alone. Exactly. No, I. But I, I would say I think I, I'm thinking of have all the songs been written in change oh, your mind. Oh, of you course. Know, change your mind kind of has that same like you don't feel like you're following a single narrative. It's just kind of like a wistful tune about. Not like unrequited love. That's what change your mind. This one kind of seems like a, a wistful tune about like needing to move on despite feeling like you may have obligations or the world thinks you have obligations to this person or, or growing this up situation. So could be about like puberty or something. Right. Or leaving your hometown. Something Brandon yeah. has done. That's Ooh. a drink I'm opening. What'd you open there? What you got? It is a grapefruit sparkling water. Mm. Is it a rambler? No, it is an H-E-B. Mm, my favorite. Yeah. Generic brand sparkling water because it's. Tastes Way like, cheaper than the branded sparkling water. It tastes like a grapefruit farted in some water. Pretty much. That's what that's what sparkling water tastes like to me. It tastes like someone's thinking real hard about grapefruit in the next room. 
Exactly. All right, let's look at the Reddit. There's and uh, the first Reddit thread uh, has a discussion of the Horn Man. But uh, so the first thread is about how uh, inquiring if they played the song. I can't stay since uh, their saxophone player, Tommy Marth, uh, passed away. Um, but so the answer is uh, because we've all, I've done the live versions. Yes. Yes, they have played it since. And it's pretty much mirrored throughout the Reddit thread that, yes, they they still play it even after Tommy's death. So, yes, this is uh, still on the menu, still on the docket. Uh, there's so many songs. So how do you even choose? You know what I mean? I mean, I wonder, I'm sure there is some list somewhere of songs they've played the most and songs they've played the least. Like, if you've ever, one of the coolest wikis in the world, um, is, uh, they might be wiki, which is the, they might be giants wiki. And it, is one it's incredibly exhaustive and two it every song on every page has a list of every time it's been played live and so i'm sure someone has done that for the killers and if not certainly get get on that uh now here's the real question are we going to seek that out and figure out whether they have or not maybe the answer is no there's no way in hell I'm going to look for that. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. But yes. Uh, so the thread says, and I'm just going to read it because I feel like I brought it up and then I never said the thread. Uh, so AGKGA says, Akuga, Akuga. Anyway, it says, has I say, has I can't stay been played live since Tommy's death? And then the person says, I'd be so happy if this conversation has nothing else to say about Tommy's death. Please, if you're not aware, just Google it. Cool. Uh, the band doesn't want conversations about this on the Internet, and neither do I. There's OK, we get it. That said, I'm very curious if live performance stopped when having a saxophone on stage stopped. Have they played it since? And if so, can someone provide a link to a video? I'm asking because I'm currently watching the. Uh, Royal Royal Albert Hall DVD, and that song was always a highlight for me. And then there's more, and I'm not going to read the rest. And basically, everyone just says yes. So cool. Next thread. Next Reddit thread. Next thread. Okay. I am the number one I can't stay fan on this sub. Okay, this is from user BP619. Every time one of you posts that it's your least favorite, I feel personally injured. That's it. That's the post. Yes. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty hard, man. Like, yeah, let's like super aggressive. So first off, because uh, because I'm just a troll all the time, uh, I've decided I now hate I can't stay. It's my least favorite killer song. Number 100 mumble mumble uh, zero out of 10. Suck it. BP 619. <laughs> well I, I don't I do I think it's one of their greatest songs of all time not really well you do feel that it is incredibly underrated I do feel like it is underrated versus some of the rest of the song because it just doesn't feel like we've done all these songs and I just don't 
remember anybody talking about I can't stay. So interesting. Uh, but I think it's, I, I, I don't know. Is it something that should have been a single? Probably not. It has some issues that need to be worked on, but it's still a very good song. User Radioactive 2321 says, I challenge you, I'm the number one I can't stay fan. Come at me. And of course, they have the classic lyric from the song, riding my decision home. And as you may oh, or may right. not know, a decision is a three humped camel. Um, <laughs> which we'll we'll get to. Well, and BP619 says, I don't know how to add flair. And that's it. Spencer on his burner account, a track tape says, I like the part in the song where he says, I can't stay. <laughs> That's all we need from this thread. Uh, user fucking deleted. This is incredible. In all cap says, I can't stay as a fucking masterpiece to top five killers song. Uh, Calm down. Yeah, it's got some steep competition to be top five, I'll tell you that. Uh, Artemis2634 says, this is the last one I'm going to read, but it's important. Uh, I am the number one Get Trashed fan on this sub, and that is not true because... Spencer is the number one Get Trashed fan. I am 100% the number one Get Trashed fan on this sub. Fucking fight me. And he's and Spencer is specifically saying fuck and fight me. So yes, I'm very you're lonely. in for a real weird weekend. <laughs> I'm very lonely. Well, no, no, we're going to fight and then we're going to make up by fucking. It's like perfectly. That's that's a fairly normal occurrence. Like not like physically fighting. That's kind of like, you know, mm, but like, you know, <laughs> like an like a verbal argument that leads to sex. I'm sure that happens yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Oh, that that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. So Go Google it, kids. Yeah. Go to go to Google but, and search. No, don't do that. But also make sure you ask your parents permission before going online. No, specifically ask if you can do exactly what I said. Yes. A explaining in detail what you're going to search for um, and then having them in the room with you while you look at all the things. And then say, and then your parents will say, what, who told you to do this? And then you'll say, noted Easter hater, Spencer Polio. Uh, no, no, that's not who's, <laughs> that's not at all what happened. I love Easter. <laughs> Everything else is it. correct. <laughs> what is, what is Easter about, Spencer? What is the, what's the message behind Easter? Um, uh, crucifixion is a very bad way to die. But sometimes you come back from it. The end. Yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to take from that story when you hear about it so that you have a little hope if you get crucified one day. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a holiday about hope. <laughs> I mean, that's actually not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but hope. But is it the hope that you'll survive or crucifixion. be resurrected? No, it's, <laughs> it's the hope that you'll survive crucifixion. That's what it's about. Or even if you do die while crucified, you'll come back. Yes. Everyone gets a do-over. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, it's true. Well, oh, again, Spencer says it is true. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Die and not come back and then complain to me? <laughs> you were lying, Spencer. Uh, you're dead. 
You're, you, <laughs> you're not real. This is Spencer's daily graveyard chats. This is a uh, this is this is why I keep ha- getting haunted by all the ghosts. <laughs> I keep, Spencer's very haunted apartment. I keep telling people that you you get a, a, an extra life if you die, and then they die, and then I'm just like, "What are you gonna do?" Wow, <laughs> this is the that was the darkest joke I think we've ever made in the pod. Yeah. And that's tough to that's a we had a pretty high bar set. Yeah, I do not encourage people to hurt or kill themselves. Please, please do not do that. Yeah, you won't come back. You will not come back. Death is permanent. Um, For now. For now. But but for now. (laughs) Now, uh, do you want to look at lyrics? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. we are. I, I don't want to keep talking about this. All right. Uh, I think I am. Oh, no. Okay. I'm on annotations. This you week? are on annotations this week. God. At least it kind of taper, tapers off a little bit because I was worried. I was like, wow, this is one of those ones where somebody really made an annotation for every single lyric. But okay. Yeah. Well, the good news is um, there's no page intro. <laughs> So we have no idea. Oh, nice. what this song no, there's no context. The band has never said anything about this song. Yeah. Dear Brandon, come on the pod and tell us what the fuck this song's about. Love Spencer. Uh, anyway, I can't stay by the killers produced by the killers and Stuart Price album. Dan age verse one, the emotion. It was electric and the stars. They all aligned. There is an annotation by user Daniel. Vianea, who says the character probably had a one night stand. <laughs> the emotion, it was electric, meaning something spontaneous and exciting. The stars, they all aligned. One night stand, and even though it's very hard to conceive a baby, that night the stars aligned and somehow it turned into pregnancy. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Also, I think it's pronounced Dan- Danielle Villainy. What? Villainy. No, it's Daniel Villanea. Villanea. Yeah, it's not villainy. I mean, how do you pronounce my name? It's not Puyo. Well, you're also not Latin. I mean, Italian is a Latin language. They invented Latin. <sighs> Spencer, you're fired. I knew I had to make my decision, but I never made the time. No, I never made the time. The character knows that he needs to make a decision whether to stay with his upcoming son or leaving town. But it's a very big decision that he doesn't want to take. So he postponed it indefinitely. So so let's <laughs> let's let's take a step back here. First off, um so from from just the lyric, the emotion it was electric and the stars they all aligned. I knew I had to make my decision, but I never made the time. What this person gleaned from those five lines of song are there was a one night stand, someone got pregnant, and the child they are pregnant with is male. Calm the fuck down. Now, I think this is partially context because there is the bridge where they talk about a little boy in her arms. Yeah, but so I think that's part of the context here. 
Okay, so but it, it, it falls into the same genius trap of creating a narrative before you even got to the story parts. Yeah. It's like calm calm down, friendo. Okay, chorus. In the dark for a while now. Uh, this is from user Love Poem, who says, A pun. The narrator's decision is keeping him up through the night, and neither he nor his lover know what he'll do or what the consequences will be. I don't think that's a pun. Yeah, what, what aspect of that is a pun? It, yeah, this is not a pun. This may be like a, a wordplay or a turn of phrase. but Wordplay? Yeah, wordplay. Uh, so... This in in the dark for a while now. Yeah, I think would be. And I one thing I do appreciate, even though this person kind of like jumps the shark with these descriptions of the or interpretations of the lyrics. I do think you can see it that way, that this person kind of had like a maybe a one night stand or or took a lover and they got pre pregnant. But you should uh, refresh this the person page in the dark and uh, you should refresh the page and look at the comment I just left. Where? Uh, on that, on that uh, annotation suggestion. Uh, in the dark for a while now. Oh, yeah. let's see. Change a pun to wordplay. Yeah, that's that's about right. I yeah. like that our image is just a baby. Yeah. So, yeah. We're. You think we, we should have twenty two IQ, which is generous. <laughs> yeah, for real. Anyway, I can't stay so far. I can't stay much longer. Uh, this is from user love poem who says the narrator initially decided to run away from his lover and their child and possibly left at night. However, he won't be able to stay in the dark much longer. Soon the sun will rise and his lover will see what he's done. The future is becoming clear. <sighs> okay. Look, I, I don't think, I don't think the, the, I always felt like the a majesty at my doorstep with the we'll get there. Um, writing my decision home. This is also from user love poem who says the narrator initially decided to leave his lover and go back to his house. He is also experiencing the consequences of his decisions and how they will determine the course of his life. Hmm. I think you didn't even need the first part going yeah. back to the house, but whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to establish that. The narrator is a homeowner so that we can... <laughs> ah, yes, it's important. To, it's important to the rest of the song that we know he owns his own home. That he, he owns equity. property. Exactly. Yeah. Noted landlord. Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers. <laughs> Jesus. Verse two. Verse two. Exoneration lost its lost his eraser. But my forgiver found the sun. This is a uh, annotation from user Daniel Vianea, who says exoneration equals the act action of officially absolving someone from blame. Vindication. He knows he probably won't find forgiveness for what he did. Somehow it seems his forgiver has found a way to forgive him. Um, <laughs> this is this is a minefield right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Forgiver has found a way to forgive him. Yeah, my forgiver has for found a way to forgive him. Next. Sounds like uh and there were there are twisted days that I take comfort, but I'm not the only one. Twist is to alter or just this is from user 
Daniel Villanea, who continues to just define words in the yeah uh, apparently that's, interpretation. That's Daniel's shtick here. The, the the thing about it is is that I think Daniel's right on the money. He's just, his grammar is just poor. But, That's fine. And there are twisted days that I take comfort because I'm not the only one. He's trying to find absolution in knowing the fact that he's probably not the first or last father that left a son, which I think is accurate. You know, it is twisted to be like, well, you know, I'm not the only person who's left a kid behind. So. So I guess it's OK. I guess it's fine. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Michael Nance. <laughs> I have no uh, bastard children. I want to be make that clear. I'm pretty sure we've made that exact joke, but like we did like 100 episodes ago. Wow. We can say that now, by the way. I don't know if you you know this. Yeah, we can. Yeah, it's it's accurate. Yeah. And, you know, to my bastard children out there, if you are out there and I just don't know about it, I can't stay. For a while. Just listen to the song and you'll figure out what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not the only one. Chorus. In the dark for a while now, I can't stay very far. I can't stay much longer. Riding my decision home. This is from user Soul of a Troll, who now, says a decision is a type of camel with three humps. Megan said, mark this as a stretch, saying, quote, it's a good joke. It's a great joke, even. But I want to know what it really means. I think we all do, Megan. Right. I think I think it a decision being a three humped camel. Within the context of the song, because he says that word so many times. Is really funny. I think the decision is which which hump do you ride on? Uh, The middle one. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but when you ride a camel, you do actually sit on the hump. Really? Yeah, it's not like you don't like. How do you know that? Uh, I'm a hump expert. <laughs> uh, noted professional hump, Spencer Polio. Professional. We we prefer to refer to ourselves as humpers. Thank you. Humper. Yes, I'm a I'm a tenured humper. Tenured humper and two pump chump Spencer Polio. Doctor Hump, they call me. <laughs> Doctor Hump. That sounds like the the knockoff Doctor Pepper they would sell at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's good. Doctor, do you want a Doctor Hump or a Mister Piss? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a I'll take a Doctor Hump, please. Mister Piss is what net what what the uh, Spencer's gift brand Mountain Dew is. Yeah, Mister Piss. Uh oh, Mountain Dew. Why? Yeah, I mean Mountain Dew is has really branched out. Uh, Mountain Dew Energy. Look it up. Yeah, it's true. I used to drink that. Uh, that's right you would always drink gamer fuels right yeah because they were good weird tabs yeah they were good as fuck though who cares no I, i'm with you gamer fuel is pretty tasty indeed okay so bridge now there's a majesty at my doorstep and there's a little boy in her arms the majesty i.e oh this is from user uh sorry i have to open it up daniel vna of course the Majesty, i.e. stating something impressive, dignity or beauty, <laughs> just defining that word, 
meeting the girl that found a way to forgive him is showing him showing with his son into his life again. Okay, check it out. I at this point, and this has already started a few annotations back, but user J.E. Cook has been um like very quietly sending correctional things to point out in uh, oh wow yeah so in the but i'm not the only one lyric points out that the the lyric is he's referencing there may be many other sinners many believers in god and then in this line je cook says or g cook whatever this is madonna and child imagery majesty equals mary the little boy is christ so see this song is appropriate for easter yeah really it is and that's that's honestly what Jesus said on Easter. He's like, I'm back, but I can't stay. Got to go back to heaven with my dad, God. <laughs> so Sorry this, to name drop there. This song's about Jesus. This song's about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That makes so that actually works. And it's in case. Easter. Yeah, look right here. Chorus. Let's just look. At, well, we got to finish now. We'll per- you you got to read this lyric here. Yeah. Now we'll parade around without game plans, obligation or alarm. After given a se- second opportunity <laughs> being with his son, he still doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have any game plans, but he thinks they'll parade, i.e. be joyful together. He is still shocked, though, but seems to be an obligation. Mm, and then- I don't think there is. I think they're saying, well, we can live freely. We'll parade around without game plans, obligation, or alarm. We'll just live a chill life, me and my dad, God, or me and my son, Jesus Christ. And then G. Cook says this is about Jesus traveling. And honestly, I'm I'm kind of buying the religion angle here. I mean, Brandon is noted believer in Jesus. Yeah, this is this is a Christian song. Uh in the anyway, chorus in the dark for a while now. I can't stay very far. I can't stay much longer. Also, also riding my decision home. If it's a three humped camel, it works. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus was always riding camels. He was probably probably rode a camel. Beast of burden. Exactly. Yo, this works. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, this chorus here, um, if you know the fable of Easter, uh, Jesus was in the cave for three days in the dark for a while now. But he can't stay, can't stay much longer. And, you know, they didn't, it's not like they saw him leave the cave. They came back to where Jesus was buried in this cave and the boulder had been rolled out of the way yeah. and he was gone. Yeah. And then he descended from heaven and was like, hey, I'm back, but I'm not staying here. I'm going up to heaven. So. So he was, he still died. He just died in a way where he, you know, physically also went to heaven in addition to like corporeally. Or right. incorporeally, I should say. Right. So, like, all the other people in heaven are, like, souls, but, like, Jesus is just, like, the one, like, real real boy in heaven. <laughs> the one corporeal dude. The one real boy in heaven. That's my, uh... That's, the one real boy in heaven. That's, wow, that's, that's the one Christian of, album. That's my Christian band, yeah. The one real boy in heaven. Uh, in the there dark- is a final annotation. Yes, in the dark for a while now. I can't stay so far. I can't stay much longer. Writing my decision home in the dark. Uh, this annotation is from user Soul of a Troll, who says, ending with in the dark highlights the cyclical nature of the chorus, with the line acting both as a preface to for a while now I can't stay, and as an addendum to writing my decision home. 
This works with the fade out to suggest the narrator will be both riding their camel and living with the consequences of their choices for a long time. See, that's a good good annotation from Soul Patrol. That's how they stay on this website. Exactly. Soul of a troll. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do kind of buy the Jesus narrative now that we've. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't think that, but the point is, I was fully convinced that everything that the other people were saying was basically wrong, except for Soul of a Troll, because Soul of a Troll is perfect. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the song's about Jesus, uh, and I have decided this. This is my new version of my interpretation. I claim nothing. What do you think of those lyrics? They're they're pretty good for Brandon. I, I especially th- around this era. They're not terrible, but they are they do have some like weird until you really like look at the lyrics and try and break them down, it is kind of difficult to tell what he's singing about. Honestly, I think that the lyrics get better if you uh use the narrative that we've decided on. Like legitimately. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. And those are the lyrics, everybody. Woo woo woo! Meow 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 meow. And now we get to go to everybody's favorite part: the name the sames. Do the little name the same jingle, Michael. Name the same. It's got the same title, but it's not the same song. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna make you do that every once in a while, and it's gonna be like hellish. And I'll oh. never remember. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so uh, this this first song is by the artist Kyle Lucas. And their song, Two I Can't Stay. Wow. Sounds like this song came out within the last five years. 2016. Yep. Oh, wow, actually. No, I'm wrong. That's six years ago, so... Close almost is almost six almost six years to the day myself in the same fucking position i gotta let go of this one the fork in the road that place we all hate go left to right i think it's right that i skate i've been standing on thin ice for days it's gonna break i mean if i stay oh my god it's it's same. like kinetic it's typography we arguing all the time huh. these reasons ain't hard to find and that's what i call a sign let's pack it all in i'm thinking we qualified it's i think say goodbye i, I think this is too much my life on pause no wonder i'm distraught this is this is shit i guess i never caught never trying to place the blame and go and say all you women are insane. Calm, calm down. It's like I need to find an exit. If she anything like my last ex, I need protection. <laughs> Fuck, I need a weapon. Fuck, I need a tank. The army okay to cops. Will somebody call a reverend to read my last rights? Going Yo, what? Confession. Cause we just in the same damn mess. How we left this? Six million ways to die, to die. So I don't know if I'ma make it alive, alive. I said six million ways to die. I'm pretty. Wow. Wow. Okay, uh, uh, not. Not good. Not very good. Um, look, here's the thing about kinetic typography. It's cool as hell, right? And it feels good, but like when it the lyrics are like shooting at you at that speed and you don't have any I feel like there needs to be like a little more continuity where they're coming out like The best one I ever saw, and this is a very, I think this has like a lot of views. Oh, kinetic typography in the video. I was like, where did you see that? In a, yeah, did you, you didn't, you were watching the video? Uh, I, it, I, it makes sense. There's a lot of these modern videos that have that same style. Yeah. Well, 
The best kinetic typography video I've ever seen is the song Shop Vac by uh, Jonathan Colton. Uh, okay. Everyone has fucking seen that video. And the reason is it's really, really good because it has just the right amount of making it so you can follow the lyrics while also being, you know, doing the thing that makes the brain feel good of kinetic typography. Um, if if you listeners uh, are big fans of that, feel free to share your favorite kinetic typography video. With no that, one will because no one cares, Spencer. Thanks, Michael. Uh, <laughs> so next up, <laughs> we've got the same. this is this is I've so I've been wondering this whole time if I'm pretty sure this is Christian because it's a it's the artist is called Soul Savers. But you ever I feel like if you made a like if you did it right, you would have a band with like a really like religious connotation and then you would actively be like as unreligious as possible as like a like, you know, irony or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Let's hear it. Let's just hear this. Yeah, let's just hear it. All right, I gotta pull these lyrics up to see. Even as you talk. I can't understand a word Your lips, they keep on moving Telling tired tales That have all been heard So many precious days And all the parts you played You looked so So this is the uh, lead singer of Depeche Mode Oh! So I don't think this is Christian. Depeche mode? Yeah. It's it's so weird though, like It's mm-hmm. by the way, the the song. So the record this is on is called The Light, The Dead Sea. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 not Christian, but it feels Christian. Kind of. Yeah. I haven't really heard a Christian song. that sounds like that, Spencer. It's a little too experimental. Yo, experimental Christian music. Awesome idea. Get on that, Michael. Uh, I disagree. It also come off as disingenuous since I'm not really a Christian. But let's listen to the next name the same. Uh, well, this is uh, the artist City, spelled S I D I, but I assume it's pronounced City. Uh, anyway, and this is I can't stay. This is from the record Night Swim. A lot of modern songs. Yeah, apparently uh, everyone just is a big fan of the title I Can't Stay by The Killers. That makes perfect sense because it's a great it's a great song title. 
Also, apparently this record is is rated R. For. Um. Okay, check it out. So, hold on. You okay. So scroll down to the bottom of the lyrics page. I want you to look at the titles of these songs because something will strike you very quickly. Oh, wow. There's one. There's, there's two. Wow. Holy moly. There are three named the sames from other In killers. This one song, album. On this wow. one album. There's a song called Human, a song called On Top, and a song called I Can't Stay. So City quit stealing from the killers. Yeah, for real. I wonder uh, we should... And there's also a song called Decisions, which is like, bruh. <laughs> there's a point where it can't be coincidence. I think we've hit that point. Uh, City, come on the pod, defend your honor, or admit that you're a huge Killers fan and come to talk about come talk about the Killers with us. That'd be cool too. Did we uh, did we listen to the other City songs on those other episodes? I don't know, honestly. I'd have to look at the Google Docs. Me neither, and I'm not going to. What'd you think of that? That was like whatever. I mean, it was that great. It was great. Was fine. It was perfect. It was so good. City, come on the podcast, please. What's the next? Who's next? This is Izzy Ray and their song "I Can't Stay." Another album cover that's like low light with yeah. some weird like ray tracing effect. It's 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 soft lighting. With like a synesthesia vibe because like the light is I don't know long capture. Different vibe though. It's a little more like sinister. I almost want to say, like, kind of industrial feeling. Definitely. Definitely. The other one was more shoegazy. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know what music sounds like, so, like, if I ever say something really stupid, please call me on that, Michael. Call you on what? Like, if I ever call something, like, industrial and it doesn't sound industrial at all, just, like, make fun of me really loud. I know you will, but, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. but, like, I, I just want to, you know, say it. Before we were even recording the episode, Spencer said we got a, a song by one of those jingle jangle jangly bands. And I was like, that could be so many things. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, well, they're not next, but... They're, they're about to come up. Okay, so this is the artist Lung Skull. And the I need to say this before we go. The the cover of this record is just a Xanax, which is kind of sick to be honest. Oh. So this is Lung Skull, I can't uh. stay. You can't say Jack, this artist Jackie Xanax. You can't say this artist don't have bars. Wow. This song came out last year. 
It's got a lot of bass. Right. exactly a minute i'm actually kind of impressed by that the song sounds like they fucked up the production and we're just like eh that's that's fine no that was an artistic decision it was like to make the bass drown out the vocals like all the time yes that was an artistic i'm sure it was an artistic it was it it's exactly the same reason that uh t-pain uses auto-tune it's not because he can't sing it was an artistic decision Ah, that is true, by the way. That is not a joke. No one ever. I, I had a friend talking shit about T-Pain the other day, and I was like, bruh, it's an artistic decision. He's a good he's a good performer. He won the mass Singer. Just true. If you've never watched the first season of the mass Singer, you should. I never will. Uh, those sh- I can't stand those shows. I've tried multiple times to watch them with people. They are so corny and extra that it just it makes me physically pain. It, it puts me in under physical duress. I, I mean, that's like, fair, uh, but we, like I just like to find out who won. I'm fine with finding out who won. I, I Maybe I'd even watch the last episode, but oh, my gosh, they play everything up. Yeah, so much shit. for dramatic effect. And it's just it, and it's just like preying on like the dumbest people ever you know what i mean and like that's why i watch it just really drum up the pathos and also drew carey was in season two and you're just like okay well that's funny but then um but then wayne brady won that season two and you're just like yeah okay whose line people are weirdly talented Was Wayne Brady in something uh, before Whose Line? I don't know. I I wouldn't know. I think that's the first thing I saw him in. Yeah. He is stupendously talented, but I'm just, yeah. I'm I'm dumb. Okay, next up we've got um the Giving Tree band, or the band that I described earlier as Jingly Jangly. <laughs> Here it is, the Jingly Jangly band, my favorite type of music. Uh, and the giving song. tree band, they sound corny. I've been pushing 500 miles a day, and I could have done more, but you know I can't stay. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this has like a bluegrassy feel. It's a jangly jingly doodly doo band. 
jingly jangly doodly doo band. But how would you fucking describe it? Did you go to like the English school taught by Willy Wonka? Yes. I think that song was scrumbabiddly dumptious. That's not how Willy Wonka talks. <laughs> you would know. He talks like a normal person, and then he says weird things sometimes. Right? You're thinking of like the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka, which is uh, just inaccurate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a jangly jangly doodly doo band. Well, that was fine. It sounded kind of like bluegrassy, kind of country vibe to it. Yeah. So, by the way, Wayne Brady was uh, he was he was in comedy sports, and then he was on British Who's Line, and then American Who's Line, and then he did the Wayne Brady Show, and then it took off. I looked it up while that song was playing. Well, how about that? The more you know. With Spencer Polio. We are the first person ever to go to this page, by the way. <laughs> this this song has one page view. For what? The Giving Tree Band? Yes, this, this lyrics page has one page view. And that's me. Well, uh, I'm ready for the next name the same. All right. Well, then I will I will help you. This is uh, DJQ. Shola Ama and Hans Glader. Don't ask me to pronounce that again. Oh, it sounds like dance music. This was also released a year ago. Nice. Actually, less than a year ago. You know what this sounds like? Do you ever play Sonic R? The racing game? Yes. Yeah, of course. This sounds like music from Sonic R. Cut, yeah, it, it sounds like music from Rez, too. Like, this has, like, can you feel the sunshine vibes. Oh, my God. Can we talk for a minute? I'm stressing out, trying to find the world. Kind of reminds me of a Luna George. Any, you're familiar with Aluna George? No. Well, how about that? That was fine. That was fine. That definitely sounded like some video game music. It, it reminded me a lot of the, the I, for whatever reason, I'm probably mishearing this in my head but the the menu music for street fighter third strike of course i've never played that game spencer why not in the fight fighters that's why yeah not in the fighting games you know if i wanted to watch two adults beat the shit out of each other i would just you know live my everyday life Let's okay. see if we can get it here. Here it is. Nope. I'm thinking of a different game. I think it must be the the other, the, the original. Third Strike was the third iteration 
of Street Fighter 3. There's that's stupid. Yeah, you know how they did that. The I think the original was third. I think it was called Street Fighter 3 New Generation. Street Street Fighter 3 3 3 3 3 3 3. Right. Street Fighter 3, the third version of 3 yes. times 3 times 3. X erd. Yeah. Fighting games are notorious for that. Yeah, no. Of like releasing before they had a DLC Super Street re- Fighter 3 Extreme Turbo. Uh, Turbo third knuckles third strike and knuckles featuring dante from the devil may cry series revengeance revelations dot com dot com well that was was that all the names that's it that's the last one well i hope y'all enjoyed that yeah because now we got to talk about the killer song again And with that said, let's listen to them perform it live at the Royal Albert Hall in 2009. This is a pretty big performance. I've never seen this one before. Lies. Said Spencer, lying. This is pretty early on. Is this one of the first songs? Dave looks so fucking cool. Oh, Ronnie oh, looks so, so Ronnie. fucking look cool. Look at that. Oh, the killers look so cool in this. I love, like, Hank Hill Ronnie. Just jeans and a white shirt. Just Mark Rubin. There's Ray. There's a. Is it Tommy? What's. Yeah, it's Tommy. Tommy. On the horn. The horn man. Tommy Horn. The song's Christian. We should skip to the horn part. Ronnie looks fucking awesome in this. This is this is like peak Ronnie face. He's just grooving. He's he, always grooving. He's fucking big vibing right now. Here, let's let's skip to that horn. Oh yeah. It's me on the horn. Yes. We that's what we always say about you, Michael. You're very horny. I thought that was you. You're the coomer. Yeah, but just because I coom doesn't mean you're not horny. That's true. I think yeah. uh, that's something Obama said. Yeah. Speaking of Obama, one yeah. of his final quotes as president. Just because I don't coom doesn't mean <laughs> you're not horny. You're not horny. And then the crowd stood up and gave the most thunderous pause. It's true. That's a that's a real thing that happened. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Search search Obama coom. <laughs> And and then at Soul of a Truck Pod on Twitter and tell Spencer what you found. Yeah, just just uh, make sure you uh, if you're if you're like like ask your parents permission to go online. That's right, always. Yeah, even if you're like a fully grown adult, like yeah. Hello, if, if mom. Can. What, sweetie? I'm watching Perry Mason. Can I go on the internet? No! Fuck. The liberals, they're on the internet. 
apparently my parents are <laughs> very conservative now. <laughs> That's the bit. That's the bit. Yeah, you got conservative parents who are afraid that uh, you will be corrupted by the Internet's gaze. Uh, spoiler alert, it's way too late for Spencer. Yeah, it's true. He has already seen way too much. I've seen everything. Mm -hmm. I can see forever. Okay, next up we've got... This is... this is. I feel like this is the episode we're going to get canceled for. I don't know about you. Why? I don't know. I just... I feel like something we have said at some point has offended someone this this week. Like, there's this... There's just... I don't know. Shout out, audience. What what did we say? Uh, Natasha. Yeah, if you're offended by anything we said, I'd like to go ahead and get out in front of this and say, Sorry! Me so sorry! <laughs> That's my genuine apology. That's how I apologize to people in real life. I'm sorry! If you... <laughs> I just imagine Aww. you get to like a car wreck. Oops, I'm sorry. Wah, wah, wah. I was just reading my favorite book. And it's what whatever Trump released while he was in office. There's a there's a song. I think it's is that Moxie Fruvis? Is that a character from Star Wars? What who's Moxie Fruvis? They uh, they did that song about having an enormous penis, but that's not what I'm talking about. There's a there's a lyric where someone gets hit by a a bus because they were because the bus driver was reading a book or the newspaper. Sorry, I was word associating. Here's them playing at the TD Garden in 2018. I can't stay. Dang! Now that's a real Obama quote right there. And that's Jake Blanton on the bass. Jake doesn't look like he's actually playing that, by the way. Wow. No, like, his hand's not moving, like, in time with the actual... Am I wrong? It's just, there's just not a whole lot. It's a pretty easy bass line, so it just looks like he's not really playing. He's just vibing. Not a whole lot of fret work to be done there. It was just like the strumming pattern. Oh yeah, this is another one that they, they've got the backup singers and I bet it just bangs with the backup singers. Look at Ronnie just fucking vibing. Always. Ugh. I would watch that whole thing. That was good. Well, that was live. a nice, nice little live version there. Yeah, those live versions were good this week. This is probably a great song live. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say that right here, right now. In the immortal words of uh, Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> Is there another live version? That's it. Nope. 
That's it. Now we're going to covers. No, we're not. Oh, what's first? An ad. <gasps> Roll that beautiful bean footage. Really? I just played the ad. <laughs> I'm, That's Spencer. Apparently I'm like an old, like... I just played the ad. Like I'm like a 12-pack-a-day cigarette smoker. We've established this because you hang out at bowling alleys. It's true. I can really roll anyway. I played an ad. I hope you liked it. <laughs> it's true. All right, so this is the uh, user... Chris McAllister, his cover, I Can't Stay. And we are not going to exclusively play the beginning of this because I'm going to get really fucking sick of the emotion it was electric. Boogie bump, woogie ba bump, bump, ba bump. But we'll, oh, we'll, wow. Oh, yeah. Pete Gerwig energy. Yeah, an orange folding chair in a pretty empty room. There's truly not much else to talk about. The guy's got a pretty killer widow's peak. Yeah. And he's he, just wearing a brown shirt and t-shirt jeans. Or like t-shirt jeans. Blue jeans. He might be a vampire. That's like a peak vampire hairstyle. Wow, a vampire shaved his head. This is my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song. Tell me I'm wrong. What did you say? I said, that's my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song. Uh, which you song? Pinch Me? No, you didn't think that sounded kind of Bare Naked Ladies at you? It did. It did have that kind of vibe. I will yeah, agree with you. That's what I was getting at. Next cover. Thanks for that, uh, Chris McAllister. Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, so this is RockyFarmStudio.com. What a name. Uh, wow. And this is a uh, I Can't Stay Killers cover. And it's a piano and a uke. Well, they have great production value. And those are very expensive mics. I knew I had to make my decision. But I never made the time. I feel like a uke is the appropriate instrument for this song. Yeah, I mean, it already has a tropical vibe. Too bad this sounds like bluegrass. Sounds like ragtime. Sounds like just country. Like someone should re-edit. Um, 
that scene in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou to play this version of <laughs> I Can't Stay instead of, uh, you know, that's the song that they do sing. You know what I mean? It would work. Kind of. It would work. Tell me I'm wrong. You're you're wrong. OK, fair enough. OK, we're going to skip to a, a minute into this next one. Because I, I, I've already. So this is user Huckleberry Friend. Oh, wow. It's the same. At first, I was like, whoa, quadruplets. It's a but it's just really it's a very well edited one man band cover. Yep. Like, where it's edited so that it's all one guy in the same room. It looks like one. Yeah, it looks like a quad, a pair of, or a, a set of quadruplets, but it's just one guy. It's just and one they guy. have that box drum that you sit on. Yes. Let's let's play it. One minute in. And there are twisted days that I take comfort. Cause I'm not the only one. No, I'm not the only one. In the dark for a while now I can stay. I like how like well he cleaned up his audio. Like the audio is very clean on this. Very compressed, yeah. There's a majesty at my doorstep, and there's a little boy in her arms. Now we'll parade around with our game plans. Obligations. I'm. I am. <laughs> I I love I love the version of him that's just playing the the shaky thing. Right. Because one, shaky thing him is vibing the hell out, and two, that's it. That's well, is all. there is there any instrument that's more fun to just vibe with than the, I guess it's like a maraca, so you can just kind of, it's not super hard to play, you just need to be on rhythm, and then you just get to like dance, and like the dancing enhances the sound, very few instruments are like that. It's true. But it was, so. it, it was very vibey, and it was funny as hell. I loved it. All right. So this is uh, the fillers. Oh, by the way, what'd you think of that? Great cover. Well done. Yeah, that was great. I, I like that a lot. Okay. So this is the fillers. We've seen them a bunch of times. They're a, they're a world famous killers cover band. They were literally featured on Jeopardy. I'm not kidding. Um, you would know. I do. I watch Jeopardy. <laughs> Oh, and this is a like live cover. Okay, usually yeah. we see them in their apartments and such. So, I love that three acoustic guitars is bold, and it looks like they have this. They all have the same guitar. It's very weird. Yeah, there was a there was a three for one sale. Also, it's oh, I'm wrong. One that that guy in the back is playing an acoustic bass. I love that Boomer from the uh, first date music video by Blink-182 found a job after he uh, went to prison. And now he's a guitar player for the fillers? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't the guitar player on the left look like fucking 
Looks like Tom DeLonge's character in that video. Guy, I bet it's hard to like have sound quality control in a venue like this. It just looks like somebody's house. It probably is. Like it's probably just like a house show. Well, nice job, fillers, as always. Yes. Good filler. I hardly know her. Yes, yes. Next. Next. Okay, so this is a Kusti. This is a, a Gerwig. And this is Estelle Core. We're going to go the third minute of the song. So we're going to skip two whole minutes. Oh, She's either one. a very small person or that's like a very big acoustic guitar. Because Actually, it just this, <laughs> this isn't a complete cover. We're just going to start at the beginning because it's only two minutes long. The emotion this is also Pete Gerwig energy. Literally no production effects. This is just a woman in a room playing a guitar and singing the song. Yeah. And you can, there's so much compression on the video that there's like, you can see every pixel. Right. So this had to be released fairly recently after the song was released in 2009 because... okay that was fine i love how the gerwigs this week are just like extra strength gerwig big time yeah i mean legitimately probably just picked up on whatever mike was on the computer or whatever so at least it wasn't as bad as some of those hot fuss era gerwigs where we're just like oh my god how did we ever watch youtube videos from 2005 and 2006 they're so bad so Uh, talking to the wrong person i watch everything this is a Jared Rulison, and he actually made a post on the Reddit about this, so that's how I found it. The emotion it was like the d- diametric opposite to what we just watched. Yeah, there's a there's a from left to right. There's an I want to believe poster of the Shining poster. Suspiria, the movie. The thing that's triggering me about this is like he went through the time and spent the money to have these like movie posters, these stylized movie posters framed and hung on his wall. And then right there above Suspiria, there's another poster that is not lined up correctly. So it's crooked. Is the one really what's the one behind him? Is that in between Suspiria and The Shining? Yeah, is that The Exorcist? Yeah, it looks, or it could, it, it, it's either The Exorcist, or like, uh, what's that movie from back in the day where they get lost in the woods? Blair Witch Project. Project. No. Well, I like that little guitar filler. Yeah, that was good. I feel like the, I feel like this is like slightly more vibey than the other ones. 
I, I mean, there's so much more production value as a nice mic. He has some good recording equipment and like good headset. Like, like I was saying, the other yeah. one before this was legitimately just a Gerwig. This is also technically just a Gerwig guy in room with guitar, but, but he has a nice mic. He has nice recording equipment and he clearly like did some post-production on it as well. So yeah, no, that was really good. Um, well done user. I already have forgotten. We said yeah. it earlier. What Spencer said, what Spencer said. Yeah. Okay. So next up, uh, and I feel like there's only one way to finish this. It's the last one. Uh, we have maximum power noted Trump supporter. So, so the max power hour, and this is college dorm days, max power. Ooh, dorm days. Oh, and he's got the Columbus blue jackets Jersey on. Mm hmm. All right, here we go. We're going to start at a minute 12. As usual, the guitar work is beautiful. Yep. Only one. Not making fun of him. In the dark. But he definitely has a very distinct vocal performance. I stand by that it always sounds like he's really straining his voice when he sings like this. As per usual, Max Power crushing it. Yep. Sorry about the too bad Donald. Too bad he's a Trump supporter. What you gonna do? Um, hold on. I I, I am curious because I didn't go. You gotta explain your thought process, Spencer. Don't I, leave us in the dark here. I want to see if Godzilla Fan Nine Thousand, aka Mister Suns Ten, did this song. Uh, I can't stay. Oh, he did. All right. Well, I guess we got to do it. Yeah, we have one more. Link it up. Yeah, throw it into the bottom of that. There you go. All right, here we go. This is Godzilla Fan 9000, a.k.a. Mr. Sun's 10. The emotion it was electric. Oh, he's got the uh, Nickelodeon Nicktoons shirt on. Classic look. Awesome. And I mean, it's a classic Nicktoons, too. I see Angry Beavers, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. I'm pretty sure that's Heifer from Rocco's Modern Life. That's a that's like three separate generations of Nicktoons. I don't know what the hell. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life and Angry Beavers are pretty much the same era. And then no. Fairly Odd Parents is a little bit after that, but. No, Angry Beavers is like early 2000s. Rocco's Modern Life is like late 90s. The Angry Beavers came out in 1997. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, then Rocco's Modern Life was early 90s. I'm moving the goalposts. 
classic Spencer move. Rocco's Modern Life came out in 1992, so they're separated by five years, which is not a generation, Spencer. Yeah, well, the, f- the point is, they were never on at the same time. They were, too. No, they weren't. Original release, 93 to 96, and then uh, Angry Beavers started... We made it so far without Spencer being pedantic. So far. <laughs> they were completely different generations. Spencer's over there pushing his glasses up. I was right again. <laughs> I was right, though. I was right again. <laughs> Dear Diary, I win. <laughs> Dear, yeah, pretty much. Um, hold on, hold on. I'm curious about the Fairly Odd Parents. Whoa. So check it out. So. um, The first Fairly Odd Parents. Was released a month before the last Angry Beavers. Wow. Yeah. So. so it all just blends together. It all just blends together. We're just we're just adults now. It, it was all like in our childhood. Right. They were all childhood shows that I remember. I was still a kid when they came out. What was your favorite of those three? Are you a Rocco's Modern Life person? I like Rocco's Modern Life, but I got to say, if I if I'm being honest with myself, uh, I've seen the most uh, uh, fairly odd parents. Low key same, but SpongeBob for life, I, which is not one of the options. But, you know, it was a Nick tune. Yeah, SpongeBob for sure. But I've probably still watched more of the Fairly Odd Parents, to be honest. Same. Yeah. Big same. Uh, yeah. So, Michael, this is the last uh, song on Day and Age, so we don't get to do this very often. But first off, what are your final thoughts on the song I Can't Stay by the band The Killers? Uh, I I think this is a good song. I think this is... Uh... I still hold to the fact that it's probably one of the more underrated songs on day and age, just because I don't really hear people talk about it too much. That is fair. Um, I mean, there's some big hits on day and age, but I, I it, it belongs up there in the conversation with songs like human and spaceman, et cetera. Uh, it definitely captures that sort of tropical vibe that we had going on for this song too. So, or for this album, I apologize, but overall good song. Uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, basically, I agree. There's not really much more to say than that. I think this song is Christian, though. Like I have. This is the perfect song. We've selected the perfect track once again without any effort for Easter. So go us. We're awesome. Now, more important. What are your final thoughts on the record Day and Age by the band The Killers? I love Day and Age. I think it's a great album. Um it's it's like I said in the earlier parts of the podcast, I think it's a very ambitious project for a lot of the sonic choices they they uh employ the horns the, like steel drum slash marimba, whatever it is, and a couple of other things like uh I mean human itself being the lead single off this album. what an ambitious lyrical choice that's so, my favorite sonic game by the way, sonic choices. Sonic choices. Yeah. Uh, you get you have to choose whether or not you want to stay or stick around after getting Amy Rose pregnant. <laughs> but then you got to go fast. 
Sorry, I interrupted you. Go on. It's fine. I hope Troy listens to this. He won't. No one listens to the podcast. It's basically you, me, and Sandy just like talking to each other forever. That's fine. Which is fine. It's, we love Sandy. It's okay. Oh, and Natasha. Remember, this is I, I felt like I just excluded Natasha. I feel really bad. It's you, me, Natasha, and Sandy just screaming, like standing in a like a square, screaming at each other. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's basically this podcast and its fandom, which is accurate, and I'm fine with it. And, you know, if you want to be part of that, if you want to get into the circle, it's not closed. Just so you know, it's open and you can come shout at us, especially Spencer at Soul of a Truck Pod on Twitter. Yeah. And and your older brother, uh, whose name is. James. James is standing in the middle saying nothing, uh, but liking all of my posts on Twitter. (laughs) Anyway, James. Anyway, but yeah, no, this is this is my this is probably the most consistent Killers album. And I've been saying that for years, but, you know, it's it's sad that this is the first one we finished because it means we don't get to talk about it anymore. Oh, we'll definitely talk about it. We'll con- continue to reference Day and Age when we do our further tracks. No, no. we're really going to have to make a concerted effort to to do songs from pressure machine and and imploding the mirage moving forward we're we're never going to talk about this record again that's right if you bring it up i'm going to be like what yeah it doesn't yeah. exist it's dead to me now i don't know what you're talking about i don't think that's a killer's album yeah that's a, this is exactly anyway thank you so much for listening if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode first off thank you very much i appreciate you um if you have suggestions or want to contact us or think that this podcast rules, uh, you can totally always email us. That's soul of a truck pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, perhaps financially, you can go to the bottom of any episode and select our anchor affiliate link, or you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash soul of a truck killers podcast. If you think that I'm funny and you like to hear my random thoughts, feel free to follow us on Twitter. That's at Soul of a Truck Pod. And if you think Michael is funny and you're really in defeat, you can always follow us on our Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash Soul of a Truck Pod. I've been Spencer Polio. Thank you so much. Michael, say goodbye. Bye, I love you. Had to make my decision. But I never made the time No, I never made the time In the dark For a while now I can't stay Very far I can't stay Much longer